It's long been known that animals can be some of the most helpful tools when we're grieving loved ones. And today, Sorry for Your Loss takes on that very topic. So, with that being said, stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. I feel weird dancing in this with the song. This, <laughs> I could see this song like being in the show, right? Yeah, yeah obviously it could be used. Perfect. Yeah, like maybe during the credits or like right when the title card comes up, Absolutely. I think. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sorry for Your Loss After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. This song might have been a bit of a bold choice for the tone of this show, it. but it's funny. It. The show's funny. Yes. The Baja men are funny. Um, you know. Dogs bring joy to your life. Dogs like bring joy to your life. Yeah. You just go. like Hopefully, after show. Just like an after show, exactly. Hopefully we also bring joy to your life, guys. Uh, my name is Jeff Graham. I will be one of your hosts today for our coverage of episode four Woo. called Visitor. Uh, we're covering Sorry for Your Loss. If this is your first time tuning into our after show, this is After Buzz TV, where we cover all things, all TV, all the time. And we're talking about Facebook scripted drama, Sorry for Your Loss. This will be a spoiler-filled reaction to episode four. And I'm going to be doing it with my friends and brilliant co-panelists, D'Angelo Ooh, Platt. Brilliant. Like brilliant, that. yes. Brilliant. How are you guys doing? And Taylor Gates. Hey, nice to see you again. It's nice to so see you long. again. It's, it's so been two minutes. <laughs> We've been uh, kind of assembly lining these guys. But with the depth and care necessary to cover this show, we will not only be talking about the show, but we will also be giving you our most moving moment of the episode and hopefully talking about some predictions as well. Uh, but before we talk about all of that, I would love to hear your guys' overall reactions to this episode. I started with Taylor last time, so I'm going to start with D'Angelo this time. Um, I mean, we keep saying it. Great episode. Yep. Um, they bring, they're moving the plot in these small moments. Um, and who doesn't love a cute dog? Yes. True. I was pleasantly surprised by this one because when they introduced the dog, I was like, oh my gosh, are we going to get like real cheesy and yeah. like real... my dog skip yeah i was like i don't know this is like airbus <laughs> but but i think they did a really really good job of like using it to drive the character emotions and plot yeah you were wondering if the dog might become a professional basketball player throughout yeah. the episode i don't know it's just like always in the back of my mind <laughs> i'm just kidding i, I just kind of love airbud so i have to defend that movie it's one of those movies that like came out at the exact moment of your life when you needed it uh, but let's talk about sorry for your loss which is why we're here i agree i liked this episode a lot um um, I think the way, again, this show is so sneaky because it'll give you something that seems kind of on the nose or maybe saccharine, like then like a subplot with a dog, but then use that to explore really difficult territory. Yeah. And of course, the flashbacks with this dog are what created the really interesting conversation around medication that I think I'm not surprised this show explored. And I'm also not surprised the show explored it in such a nuanced way. That being said, I think I want that to be my topic one. Let's talk about these flashbacks. Mm-hmm. We have flashbacks with Matt. We're learning about um, the fact that he is medicated. Mm-hmm. And I think in the way that I would expect this show to, the conversation is handled in a very sensitive and complicated way. Mm-hmm. Um, Lee was not happy when she learned that he was medicated. Did you guys think her reaction was appropriate to when he came out? Well, because first, of course, he reveals that the dog is medicated Mm -hmm. because he is as well. I was not Team Lee on this one. One of the few moments where I was not Team Lee. Just because I think that it's really important, especially when you're talking about mental health, to kind of know yourself. And as good as her intentions were, like she was reading up on all this, but I'm like... You can read as much internet stuff as you want, but it's kind of not your decision at all. It's kind of between Matt and his doctor, right. and that's 
the most important thing. Like, you should stay out of this one. Um, but I like that it wasn't just, like, oh, all medication is evil. Like, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, she was obviously doing it because she really cared. Um, but yeah, I, I really like that they chose to tackle such a complicated subject. Mm-hmm. And I think it was very, it fits the mode of her character. It's very mm-hmm. Lee-esque yes. response. Um, and a realistic response. I feel like a lot of people respond in that way and they think that they are being helpful in her, in the way that they're responding. Um, so I liked, I liked how they introduced it for sure. Yeah. I like what you said, D, because I feel like this subplot told us a lot more about Lee than it did about Matt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the way you see her reacting, it's a, it's a lot more of an implication for her than it is for him. I also think it's interesting that it reminded me of how her mom takes care of them. Mm, um, you're right. So, which was kind of like, I don't know if they did that on purpose, but I'm sure they did. Yeah. Um, but she hates it when her mom does it, but she kind of innately did it as well. Yeah. yeah, I've sort of like come to the theory as I've gotten older that like adulthood is just realizing that you're all the stuff you resent about your parents. Yeah, exactly. Where you're like, man... I guess, like, that's the loss of my innocence is realizing, like, even though I hate it, I'm just like my parents. (laughs) And I feel like we see that with Lee, both her dad and her mom. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to say, this is sort of predictions territory, but learning that Matt was someone who struggles with depression and medication, does this make you wonder about how he lost his life? Oh, yeah. They keep leaving little hints here and not giving Mm -hmm. us everything. But, of course. Yeah, Yeah. Absolutely. I wonder I wonder which way they will go, honestly. I'm very curious to see. And it sort of feels like this is us like in a mm-hmm. way. Um, just like sort of the mystery surrounding it. Like we don't know when it's gonna happen. We don't know how it happened. Right. Um but yeah, I think they've been doing a good job of not making it like baity, like not being like find out next you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it could be really distasteful and yes. I think they're doing it subtly enough that it doesn't feel like that. I think they're doing it in a way where because everything we learn about Matt is through her flashback. So it's like what she's allowing herself to think about or mm. is forced to think about when she like interacts mm. with something. Um, so maybe it's also that she's suppressing the thought. Wow. Yeah, I'm on fire with this. Three episodes in, man. I was going to say, that's a really good point. (laughs) It's sometimes when I'm hosting, I just like listen to my co-panelists. I'm like, that's great. Oh, yeah, I'm hosting. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I also want to talk about Julie's developing relationship with Danny, Matt's brother. It felt a little flirtatious this episode. Really? Did you guys think so? Expand on that for me. So like they're texting and then he texts back when he sees the dog and he says, I can't believe you're dating already. And she's like, well, you know, I just wanted to try something new. Just that banter. That's a little bit like if this were a John Green movie, you would be dating in the next scene. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, I hope not. Um, I think they are just getting to the point where they're like accepting that they're supporting each other. And like, um, as you know, because of the connecting force being her, um, Dead husband. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. but <laughs> It feels I, weird to say dead. So yeah. It's such a conclusive like word, but there's that. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I, I think, I hope, I don't think, I hope not more so. I can see how that could be picked up, though. Mm-hmm. I was feeling a little bit of the undertones, to be honest with you. I thought you were talking about Jules and um, Danny for a second. I was like, did they interact? Yeah, did I say Jules? You meant Lee and Danny. Did right? I say Jules? Yeah. So I was like, I'm doing oh, okay. great with these names. Yeah, for the last, <laughs> if you've been as confused as they were for the last two minutes, I very much meant Lee and Danny. Danny. I now, apologize. Now that you say that, yes, I actually did feel a little bit of like a romantic undercurrent, yeah. but I hope that it just stays like a friendship, like a sarcastic friendship. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys think there's ever a world in which you would enjoy seeing the two of them have a romantic? No. Oh. It feels kind of 
gross it to feels, me. But honestly, um, I don't want to give any spoilers on other movies, but there are movies out right now that kind of do explore that mm. um, maybe on Netflix idea. No, actually, not on Netflix it's in theaters right now. But okay. I, I just don't want to spoil it if anyone's going to see it. But they do kind of explore that idea and. I could see how it could happen, especially yeah. if you're getting like this close and you have something so like deep and emotional in common. Right. Like I could see it happening. We know you're talking about the nun. It's the nun, guys. <laughs> Just kidding. If you guys haven't seen it's the, the nun. It's the house with the clock in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> um, movie jokes. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I I don't think I want to see them. I if the show explores it, I know it'll do it well. So yeah. like I trust I'm in deep enough that I trust Kit Steinkeller and the rest of these the rest of these writers to guide us through that in a way that feels subtly realized and deep. Yeah. But my instinct is gross. I don't want to see that. So yeah. okay. surprise me if that's where you're going. Yeah. And let us know in the comments if you think that's something we might see. I mentioned the comments, guys, because AfterBuzz TV is a very conversational network. We sort of built our platform and our passion for TV on the basis that it should be talked about. It should be discussed. It should be talked about with other people, whether that be on Twitter or on our YouTube channels. And we have a lot of content running on our YouTube channels. Taylor, tell us more about that. Yes. Yeah, so our network actually produces After Shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows shows from dramas like this one obviously to reality tv sci-fi and more there is no network that works harder to serve television fans but we need your help we were asking that you please not only like our facebook page right here so you can like get notified when we go live but go on youtube and like some of our channels there as well by subscribing to our channels on youtube YouTube will actually suggest content that is tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be, because they are completely optional. So hit those subscribe buttons to our drama, reality, everything on YouTube, and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments, and we will thank you guys on air. For now, thank you for being the best fans and helping us be the ESPN of TV Talk. Taylor, when you say tailor-made, do you get excited a little bit? I do. I'm like, ah! It's so weird to say your own name. I get that. I wish there could be something that was Jeff made. <laughs> Just kidding. Let's talk about Jules' subplot. I gotta say, this was actually my favorite sort of chapter of this episode, was um, Jules pitches this idea to start this middle school dance party sort of program at the school. And I gotta say, Mrs. Uh, Amy? Mrs. Mrs. Shaw, Amy, mm-hmm. really shoots this down. How did you guys feel about her reaction? It's kind of brutal. Yeah, I think it's just more insight into the how they have processed her drug problems, right? And how they've limited her their expectations of her, mm. and she's battling that. And so, I mean, it's crazy because her mom has been like the super supportive figure in their life, but even her, she's having problems with like getting past that whatever that traumatic season was for them, right? And I think it's especially sad because you can tell how hard Jules is trying. Like she even says to Lee, she's like, "Mom is gonna love this so mm-hmm. much because it's about embracing your inner child." And she obviously obviously cares about people if she's just making them pay whatever you can. Like mm-hmm. she wants everyone to be able to be included, and she's just like such a pure and thoughtful person that yeah. it just makes me so sad. Even if they have a, obviously a very good reason to kind of like distrust her and be right. a little wary sometimes i just you can just tell how hard she is trying yeah i really like the way the show set this up though because we do learn that amy's struggling financially with yeah. maintaining her bar studio and we learned that so much of that money went to pay for jules's rehab yep. so whether or not she likes to admit it there probably is some resentment there oh, yeah. and 
I also love Jules' reaction here. Her quote, and I love the way Kelly Mutran acted this scene. I think she's just, she's in the mix of all these amazingly strong actors. But she says, the hardest part about staying sober is the fact that the people in your life don't think you can change. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, it's powerful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Really, really good stuff. And so well performed by Kelly Mutran. Um, but we have kind of a sweet ending with this middle school dance party. We get to the studio and we see Jules kicking ass. This was awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that little motivational speech that she gave beforehand, yeah. too. I was like, oh, she's just, I would take her class. That's what I, I am like. not even like an exercise class person. And I was like, that should be a promotional event for the show. And oh speaking of gosh. marketing, throw yourself a huge middle school dance class and have free food and booze, of course. But <laughs> then bring the cast there, push the show. Facebook, hire me. Please do this. Yeah. Um, Yeah, this is really well handled. I really like Jules. I think she's a great character. And what's cool about the show is because we don't really see drunk Jules, we are just seeing Jules at her best. But none of the other characters are seeing her at her best. Mm So the the pushing, like the bumping up against our perspective on Jules and the character's perspective on Jules feels very intentional on the part of the writers. Mm -hmm. It's a really smart backstory to give her to just round out what's already such a beautifully complicated show. Yeah. Um, do we think Amy's doing okay? I think she's handling handling it as as well as she can. She's got a lot of pressure, and it doesn't seem like she lets many people in to see that. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that she's struggling a lot more than she's letting on, though. Yeah. And I think we see that when she's um like doing the laundry and meditating. Yeah. And I loved that scene so much. I thought that the actress did a phenomenal job. And um we just kind of find out i think that we found out um in episodes two and three sort of about more how jules um kind of never felt like she could grieve Mm -hmm. and i felt like we got more of amy's in this case and she didn't even say it to anyone she said Mm. it to herself and it's very isolating and i hope that she feels like she can reach out soon because i mean that was just devastating right it's like that other layer of, like, life still goes on, you know, even mm-hmm. though um, Lee's in this season and they're, like, trying to be as supportive as they can. But there's still so many other variables that you have to balance in addition to, like, being present with that person. Right. And it's an important acknowledgement that grief, even though you need to be the rock for the people in your life who have lost people, it's hard for you, too. I mean, like, you know, there's Al-Anon for alcoholics where friends of alcoholics go to grieve with each other just mm-hmm. to deal with the... The casualties, you mm-hmm. know, of the depth of the pain that's being experienced by this whole family. Mm-hmm. So, Taylor, I'm guessing you're a Dear Evan Hansen fan. I just have a feeling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did, I sort of got Dear Evan Hansen vibes with that laundry scene of, like, the mom. That song, Does Anybody Have a Map? About, like, the moms trying to figure out how to navigate life. Yeah, that's actually really, really true. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely just, agree there. I think there's similar themes in those two shows. For sure. And, um, yeah, so if, just a recommendation. If you haven't listened to the soundtrack to Dear Evan Hansen, but you like this show, check out that show. I For think sure. there's a lot of the same kind of deeply emotional probing going on in both. Um, the final scene was doing a lot. It was accomplishing a lot narratively. It was accomplishing a lot from character's perspective. Um, we get to see sort of a simultaneous flashback of them giving away the dog they had found in present time and putting the dog to sleep in the flash, in the flashbacks. This was very powerful stuff. Mm. IMHO. What did you guys think? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe they had to put it to sleep. Like, I can believe it, but... I usually am like, wow, this is just, they're doing this just to play with my emotions. But it (laughs) did. It definitely served a purpose here. Um and I definitely cried when yeah. it happened. For <laughs> sure. I like the usage of the dogs in general. And, and it 
all of these moments represented big milestones in their relationship. Mm. Um, but and then but the dog is a uniting factor for them, and then she remembers it because of the dog she's had, having to interact with in the actual show, um, in the actual day to day. So I just love it's just so like. I just being in that writer room and like wondering like what those conversations look like is where my brain is because everything is so intentional and yeah. like, there doesn't seem to be a waste of a line or a scene um, and it's it's impressive because that's hard to do. It's really hard to do. And one of the things I was most impressed with is for the last three episodes we've had this sneak preview of the passcode. Will she get into the phone? That's been a nice through line of this whole show. Yeah. And we learn from Danny that mm-hmm. um, the day that they put the dog down was the day that he knew he wanted to marry mm-hmm, Lee. Mm-hmm. And Lee gets excited like, yes. <laughs> and goes home and punches in that code. And lo and behold. And I just want to talk about like sort of connecting to that a little bit towards the beginning of the episode. For some reason, I'm obsessed with the scene where she's running and she keeps seeing mm-hmm. four-digit numbers everywhere she looks. And mm-hmm. that's all she can think about. Because I think that it kind of highlights like the hopelessness of her task mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. And so I just really, really thought that that was such a smart scene that seems really simple, but it's just saying so much. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, we really like this show. Yeah, I know. I really, yeah. like really love it. I'm trying yeah. to think of a critique, but I can't. I know. So <laughs> far. I've been watching it with my wife, and she's loving it, too. And mm. just how more people see it. But that's why we're here, guys. We're here to promote the show. Um, so, you know what? Just so you guys know, I've mentioned our video content, but we also have podcasts. Mm-hmm. So if you prefer to watch this kind of stuff when you're driving or mowing the lawn or doing dishes... I personally sometimes I personally sometimes prefer to consume our content audio wise. Mm-hmm. So just know that's an option for you. If you want to hop on iTunes and rate our podcast, that would mean so much, and that would really be a great way for you to get the word out about this wonderful show. Yeah. Um, let's talk about our most moving moments for this episode. Um, what was a moment in this episode that really touched you guys from an emotional standpoint? Ooh, there were so many. Music. I really really um, liked. The it was actually right after or even kind of during the fight that Lee and Matt had about um, him being on medication mm-hmm. and he said that when he was diagnosed it was one of actually the best days of his life yeah. and he said my doctor told me I had a disease instead of a character flaw and I thought that was just like so heart wrenching and mm-hmm. just says so much about like the stigma of mental illness mm-hmm. so important I probably like it's they're probably all I like that one a lot I think Jules scene where she's just like talking about how she's felt like a level like she doesn't feel like they believe in her. Yeah. Um I thought that was probably the most impressive one. Yeah, I think for me watching them put that dog to sleep, mm. but immediately turning it on its head with the realization of the passcode, just that final scene. Mm. Um I feel like each time we do this, one of us will pick the final scene of each yeah. episode, probably, which speaks to the quality of the writing of the show. But the show's not done. We still have six more episodes, yes. which we're so excited about. Facebook is kind of rushing these episodes out, so we'll do our best to keep up with coverage. That being said, it looks like we'll, from here on out, we'll be taping on Thursdays mm-hmm. at 3 p.m. and 4 p.m. Pacific, each devoted to one of the episodes that Facebook will be releasing each week. Mm-hmm. So this week on Thursday, we'll be covering five and six, mm-hmm. following week seven and eight, and then we'll be wrapping the show the week after that. That's Thursdays, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hop in, join our conversation, jump in the live chat, and you know, comment on these videos guys i know people are watching this show so we want to hear your thoughts um we're hoping to get guests as i mentioned but we're going to keep doing our best and we hope that you do the same thing if you prefer twitter you guys can reach me there on twitter at jeffrey c graham how about the rest of you guys and i'm d'angelo and if you prefer instagram hit me up on uh, on instagram at d'angelo or on twitter at d'angelo tv 
You guys can find me on Twitter at Alphabet underscore Anne and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. I also host the Law & Order SVU after show every Thursday at 8. It is the season premiere this week, so definitely don't miss that. Yeah, I kind of rushed through our predictions, but that's why we have a comment section. That's why you have Twitters. So if you want to talk predictions about this show before they drop these episodes, please do that. Reach out to us. We'll always be there to talk to you here at AfterBuzz TV. Until next time, guys, thanks for joining. Do soon. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.